Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinda Okay, one second here. So, Hare Krishna. I thought of speaking about uh, Vrindavan and what Vrindavan really, really means to the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, we're always absorbed in thoughts of Vrindavan. Somehow or other, um, their mind is non-different from Vrindavan. Um, it is said that Vrindavan is not only a place, um, but also a state of consciousness. And uh, one moment, see what we find here. But there is a reference that Matura is, is a state of, of consciousness. And uh, that is very significant um, in Chaitanya uh, Mahaprabhu says, Moraman Vrindavan, my mind um, is Vrindavan. So there's there's that internal Vrindavan. There is Golok Vrindavan, the abode of Krishna. And there's also uh, Boma. Uh, Boma Vrindavan, Vrindavan on earth, may manifest itself in two ways. It may manifest itself uh, when Krishna is personally present, and it may manifest itself uh, according to time, place, and circumstance uh, due to the external covering. Uh, but of course, that down is still the same. Just like Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur would speak about Kesigat. Nowadays, when we go to Kesigat, there is a uh, a sandstone palace on the bank of the Yamuna, which has been constructed by the uh, Jat kings of Bharatpur. Um, but Bhaktivinoda Thakur was speaking about uh, the entire god being made of gold um, or of, of touchstone. So how can we understand truly the nature of, of the Holy Dharma, it is, uh, it is just, uh, just amazing. Mm. 
No. I'm trying to find a quote, but I'll have to do it later. Um, so, going to the uh, description of Vindavan. Um, when we speak about Vrindavan, that is for devotees, not just a matter of uh, Vrindavan, it's no different from the spiritual world, but uh, there are deep emotional relationships with Vrindavan. So we're not only speaking about Vrindavan as a place of pilgrimage, we're speaking about Vrindavan as being close to the heart of the devotee. Um, I'm reading a little bit from uh, the Vrajviti Chintamani from Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. And uh, he begins with describing the Yamuna, which I wanted to share with you. They who offer respectful obeisances to her or bathe in her waters, the Yamuna, which is like a moat of black mascara and circling Vrindavan, transforms into pure devotees carrying Lord Krishna in their hearts. Chapter 2, 39, Vrajriti Chintamani. The Yamuna River is like a blue lotus flower garland, a sapphire necklace, or a blue sash worn by the goddess of Vrindavan. Chapter 240, Chintamani. Passing the seven seas and seven planetary systems and breaking through the sevenfold coverings of the universe, the Yamuna enters the spiritual Goloka planet and wanders here and there to serve Vrindavan by carrying water. Chapter 2. 41, Okay, we go on with these verses, 40. As I'm seeing, goes up to... up to 49. So, let me read them. Uh, Many greedy men will wait at a rich man's doorstep, hoping to meet him and benefit hundreds and thousands of times over. In the same way, the Yamuna flows in a very winding course, greedy to get some of the wealth of the Vrindavan forest. Chapter 242. The dark nectar current of the Yamuna picks up Lord Krishna and plunges him and his gopi friends in the dark nectar of transcendental amorous pastimes. Chapter 243. Many charming aquatic creatures plunged in the nectar of love for Krishna again and again, push their heads above the Yamuna waters, hoping for a glimpse of Lord Sham. Chapter 2, 44. On the Yamuna's beautiful shores are jewel staircases, which are like the teeth of the goddess of beauty, and which remind one of Sri Krishna. Chapter 2, 45. When they drink the sound of Krishna's flute, these two jewel staircases melt with love, and the river between them become solid and stunned with ecstasy. Chapter 2, 46. In the moonlight, the Yamuna's beaches appear to be made of camphor sand, 
Lord Krishna is Raslila on these beaches with each place bearing the name of a particular pastime. Chapter 247. In the clearings of the splendid groves by the Yamuna shore, birds fly here and there, yearning for a glimpse of Lord Govinda. Chapter 248. Everywhere in Vrindavan and on the Yamuna shore are trees that are like the Lord's incarnation, that give the gift of pure love and that make one remember the Lord, uh, making he who is the moon of Raja suddenly rise within the heart. Chapter 249. Sometimes Yamuna flows with the color of liquid sapphires. Sometimes he stops flowing and becomes the color of emerald fields. When the flute sounds, she makes no noise. Her water and place spread auspiciousness for serving the Lord. This is from the Gopal Champu description of Goloka 53.24. Mm. Yeah, so many amazing, wonderful qualities. I have some, um, some, some other quotes about Matura, but I'll first carry on a little bit here. Uh, so Vrindavan is is just. Uh, very dear to devotees, very close to their heart. And, um, and so there are many amazing poetic descriptions about Vrindavan. One of the 26 qualities of a devotee is that he is Kavi. Um, and in, in this way, he, uh, the pastimes of Krishna are captured and the, uh, the wealth of the spiritual world is brought down to uh, to this this mundane realm. Um, otherwise, uh, if if we just say yes, Vrindavan is a replica of the spiritual world, and it, uh, it's actually uh, located 120 kilometers from Delhi, la, 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 then uh, it is a it's a cold, heartless description. But the devotees develop a deep, loving relationship with Vrindavan. Mathura Mandal, from the Mathura Mahatmya by Srila Rupa Goswami. In the Alivara Purana, it is said, On earth, O earth goddess, Shastikoti, 60 billion sacred places reside in my Mathura. Text 51, O Gauri, if you desire to cross the ocean of repeated birth and death, then reside in Mathura. Mathura is a strong boat, and Krishna, the captain of this strong boat, will lead you to others on the shore. Text 55, Mathura Mahatmya. Um, oh, this is a very nice verse also that sort of illustrates my point that if you want to cross the ocean of repeated birth and death, then Mathura is a strong boat, and Krishna is the captain of this boat, and that will lead us to the to the other shore of the ocean of repeated birth and death. So, very nice uh, describing the nature of 
Vrindavan and how it transports us to the eternal spiritual realm. How simply uh, by meditating on Vrindavan, automatically our attachment to Krishna is, is increasing uh, because yes, Vrindavan is, is the land of Krishna and everywhere on that land are the footsteps of Krishna and no one no resident of Vrindavan will ever step on these footsteps, not even the animals, right? Therefore, the footsteps of Krishna are very well preserved in the soft sand of Vrindavan. And so the dust of Vrindavan is known as Raj Raj, and one can just bathe in that dust, one can roll in that dust. And sometimes we see, we see that uh, the transcendental pilgrims who come to Vrindavan and who have heard about the glory of Vrindavan, they have developed faith in Vrindavan. And so we see them lying on the ground and just throwing dust upon themselves. Uh, usually people are trying to avoid the dust. They are just relishing this dust of Vrindavan. Uh, it's said that Lord Brahma was, was meditating on the dust of the lotus feet of the Gopis for 60,000 years, uh, just so that he could understand the nature of the pastimes of Krishna. In the Adivarao Purana, it is said, one who leaves Mathura and is happy to stay in some other place is a fool who is bewildered by thy maya and wanders in this world of birth and death. That is text 63 from the Matura Mahatma. And then in the Adivarao Puran it is said, for they who are abandoned by mother, father, friends and relatives and who have no shelter, Matura is a shelter. Text um, 65 in Matur. Yeah, so when such nice things are said, when we are lost in this world and we have no shelter, no way, no one to turn to, nowhere to go, uh, then uh, those who are abandoned by mother, father, friends, and relatives, and who have no shelter, Matura is a shelter. Text 65. Huh? So how, how, how wonderful. Huh? The answer to loneliness, the answer to uh, simply turn to Vrindavan, and that loneliness will be overcome because you'll be with Krishna. And then one who is with Krishna is never alone. Uh, um, yes, I, I uh, uh, I wrote something earlier in my uh, on my notepad, uh, which was that um, I am. I'm never, I'm never alone because 
I'm always with Krishna. And even in the greatest crowd, I'm always alone with Krishna. <coughs> I think those were some uh, some notes that I was jotted down one day, thinking about how we are never alone because we're always with Krishna. And that's the result from being in Vrindavan. And even we can be among so many people, but we're not with them because we are in Vrindavan and with Krishna. Um, so, so, so sweet. Huh? The, warm, the worms, insects, birds, and other creatures who die here and the trees that fall down from the riverbanks here all attain the supreme destination. This text 19, Matura Mahatmya. In the Purana, Patlakanda, it is said, Matura is the same as the syllable Om. The Om in Omkar comes from the same letters in, in Matura. Hmm. Okay. I'll leave that for the uh, for the Sanskrit scholar to, to comment on. In the Adi Varao Purana, it is said, when Lord Janardhan goes to sleep, all holy places, lakes and seas on the earth will go to Mathura. Mathura Mahatmya 160. So Lord Krishna sleeps during Chaturmasya. That's very interesting. Uh, so, Chaturmasya then is, is the special time to go to Vrindavan because when Lord Janardhan goes to sleep, all holy places, lakes and seas on the earth will go to Mathura. So let us go to that Mathura uh, during our... Uh, Yes, during our, uh, during the four months of Karti, the, the four months of Chaturmas, and then of course amongst them, especially Kartik. Koko. Mm. One second. I think this is from the Gopal uh, Champu, but I didn't write down the page, the page number, but I'll read it anyway. Goko. By the strength of the word Goko, the following is suitable. Daya means a portion of fortune. This becomes Dayavanta, meaning persons who have an inheritance of fortune. The fortune of the coward man is Krishna. Thus, they are called Dayavanta. Hmm. That's nice. Huh? Daya. So the devotees are also Dayavanta. Huh? Because uh, we've inherited good fortune uh, from our spiritual 
spiritual father and ancestors. Our ancestors have carefully collected, discollect this, uh, they've collected mercy. And somehow or other, they have carefully preserved that mercy. Just like in Vindavan, uh, there is this, this mercy, the mercy of, of the Holy Dawn, uh, the mercy, uh, and in that Holy Dawn, many devotees have settled and these devotees have dedicated to preserving uh, the, uh, the treasures of, of the mercy of Krishna. So when Krishna performed a pastime in a particular place, uh, then the devotees are remembering and are creating a temple. And in this way, have created like a little treasure house around that sacred place so that others can also come and take advantage of that mercy. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself uh, discovered Radhakund and Shamakund in Vindavan, two ponds in the field. And, uh, and so they were identified and preserved for devotees who could then take care, take shelter of this daya. And so the devotees inherited Radhakund by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, uh, and, and so the, the Vaishnavas uh, are, are possessing this great fortune, daya. Daya means a portion of fortune, of fortune. And Dayavanta, meaning persons who have an inheritance of fortune. And the fortune of the coward man is Krishna. Thus they are called Dayavanta. And, the, and, and all the followers uh, in the footsteps of the coward man in, in Vindavan and the coward women and... and the cows and the desire trees and 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 Govardhan Hill, uh, those who who just in their mind bathe in the waters of the Yamuna, those who, who just meditate on that Yamuna that holds the lotus feet, um, the lotus feet of Krishna by the water plants who cooperate with the river. And when Krishna places his lotus feet in the Yamuna, the water plants grab his feet. And at that point, Krishna is not able to pull his lotus feet out of the water. And the Yamuna, as a result, stops flowing, just, just freezes on the spot, but starts to show little whirlpools as a sign of ecstasy. Uh, in this way, we are just meditating on that transcendental uh, Vindavan. Uh, and that, that, that transcendental abode, uh, yes, where everything 
reminds us of Krishna. Uh, the the Ras Purnima full moon is attracting um, the minds of of the Lotis. Um, we are very eager to always be in, in Vendor. Vindavam Parichayam Padam Ekam Nagachiti As Krishna never takes one step outside of Vindavan. Um, then it is said that Vindavan can, can also be invoked by the devotional service of the devotees. And then uh, Prabhupada, oh, my voice is not clear. Yes, thank you. I forgot. I forgot to put the, the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hare Krishna. Sorry for about that. Anyway, I wish someone would have said it in the beginning. Um, um, yeah. So sorry for that. Um, anyhow, the glories of, yes. Next time, please say it straight away. And, 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 yeah. um, so Vrindavan is, is, is very close to the heart of, of the devotees. And, uh, and in order to express, um, express their, uh, their feelings, naturally, uh, poetry is, is the way that devotees are describing the, uh, uh, is, is the way devotees are describing the, uh, the Holy Dham. Yeah, I have to get back into it one moment. Uh, um, hold on. Uh, anyway, we'll just do it like this. No, Krishna, what's happening? So, no. I, uh, just a moment, there is some technical glitches today. <laughs> uh -huh. What is the problem now?
something wrong with the settings and I have to look what, where it is. Uh-huh. Don't see anything here. Looks fine. Then I have to just maybe close it. Strange, you know, like I just don't understand. <coughs> So, the Vrindavan is not just a, a secondary thing. Uh, it said the Lord, Srila Prabhupada writes in, uh, in his introduction to the Bhagavad Gita, that uh, the Lord descends to this mortal world to show his pastimes in Vrindavan, which are full of happiness. When Lord Sri Krishna was in Vrindavan, his activities with his coward boy friends and with his damsel friends, with the other inhabitants of Vrindavan and with the cows, were all full of happiness. The total population of Vrindavan knew nothing but Krishna. But Lord Krishna even discouraged his father, Nanda Maharaj, from uh, worshipping the demigod uh, Indra because he wanted to establish the fact that the people need not worship any demigod. They need only worship the Supreme Lord because their goal is to um, return to his abode. The abode of Lord Sri Krishna is described in the Bhagavad Gita, 15 chapter 6 verse. Natat basayate suryo nasasanku. One moment. I. Okay. Start again. Natat basayate suryo nasasanku napavakaha yitgatvanani vattante taddhama paramamama. That supreme abode of mine is not illuminated by the sun or moon, nor by fire of, or electricity. Those who reach it never return to this material world. This verse gives a description of that eternal sky. Of course, we have a material conception of the sky, and we think of it in relation to the sun, moon, stars, and so on. But in this verse, the Lord states that in the eternal sky, there is no need for the sun, nor for the moon, nor electricity or fire by any kind, because the spiritual sky is already illuminated by the Brahma Jyoti, the rays emanating from the Supreme Lord. We're trying with difficulty mm, to reach other planet, but this is not difficult to understand, the abode of the Supreme Lord. This abode is referred to as Goloka. In the Brahma Samhita 537, it is beautifully described. Goloka evin nivasati akivatma buddha. The Lord resides eternally in his abode, Goloka. Yet he can be approached from this world, and to this end, the Lord comes to manifest 
his real form, Satsitananda Vikra. When he manifests this form, there's no need for our imagining what he looks like. To discourage such imaginative speculation, he descends and exhibits himself as he is, as Shamasundar. And so, um, and that appearance of Krishna in, in, in Vrindavan on this world, um, that is such an event. At that point, Krishna just comes down into this, this, this material realm and he just manifests his, his transcendental activities and gives the devotees an experience. And, and the entire uh, Golok and is now manifest, and the devotees are just uh, there with Krishna, also also present. Huh? Govardhan is present. The Yamuna is present. The Kalpavrikshas are present. So, in this way, all these uh, amazing things. I really have technical problems today. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, just a moment. Uh -huh. Yep. Mm -hmm. Got a little late last night. Actually, quite late. I was on. I was communicating with America, and it uh, it was uh, twelve thirty a.m. when I went to bed. <laughs> I'm spaced out today, so I forgot to charge this phone. I forgot to put on the microphone. I'm kind of here, but maybe not here. Uh, but whether I'm present in the in the material world or not, that I don't know. To an extent, I am. But uh, I'm still present in Vrindavan, and so that is our discussion. Uh, we are in Vrindavan, and uh, yes, yeah, so. The no one to assist me. <laughs> better not. Uh, better being alone. Yes. No, it's not about me being there. Somebody is typing and say it's all it's all right, as long as you are here. No, it's a, it's. I am also only here in, in, uh, in transit in this material world. Uh, it is Vrindavan that is, is really present here. Uh, it is uh, somehow or other the spiritual world that is present here. And, uh, and that is the place. That is the treasure house, the treasure house 
of Krishna's mercy. So that's why the Vaishnavas are holding Vrindavan very, very close to the heart, very dear to them, because this Vrindavan, the treasure house of mercy, is, is what is really, um, is what is on their mind. Uh, again and again, we turn to that abode. No, it's not charging for some reason. It cannot be. One second, it says low battery. But it should not be because I have put it on charge. Oh, but it looks, is it disconnected? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's see. Uh -huh. Okay, now it should be okay now. Hmm. So, Lord Krishna um, descends to this material world and brings with his, his transcendental abode. Hmm. So, we are just going there any time and, uh, and, and, and finding the, uh, the wealth of, of Vrindavan. Now, at the same time, even when we're outside of Vrindavan, we can invoke Vrindavan by glorifying Krishna um, and glorifying all the paraphernalia related to Krishna. It still says low battery, and yet it is all connected. And even this is properly connected. And here, let me just try this one moment. Oh, okay. Anyway, hope it's uh, hope it should be okay now. Uh, otherwise, I can. I have to shift device. I don't know if this... Yeah, anyway, whatever it may be. So Lord Krishna is in this way uh, very carefully uh, present. And then we see the descriptions of the Acharyas who are describing Vrindavan. And uh, yeah, and by, by doing so, they are, uh, are taking us there and it is just uh, quite something. Mm. Mm. Okay, now I have to just go to this one. Okay, one moment. In Krishna's words from the Gotamiya Tantra, there's a brief description of Vrindavan. Um, and I, the Sanskrit is quoted, but I will not include it here. Um, o Master of the people, I desire to hear about the 12 forests of Vrindavan. 
If I'm qualified, please tell me. Krishna then spoke. This pleasant Vrindavan is my only abode. There are all there all cows, animals, birds, insects, and humans are without death. Those who live under my mercy come to my abode on dying. The daughters of the coward man live in my abode, completely giving up all connections. They serve me continually. This place, measuring five yojanas, is non-different from my body. The Yamuna, flowing with the sweetest nectar, is the Susumna, central nerve of that body. All the devas and the elements exist there in a spiritual form. I, the embodiment of all devas, do not leave that forest for a moment. Though I appear and disappear in this world, age after age, but this radiant forest full of pleasure is invisible to the material eye. Mm. So Krishna says it's no different from my body. In the, uh, in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, and we find a description of uh, Lord Balaram and how Lord Balaram is serving uh, Lord Krishna in so many ways. And it is said that Balaram is serving Krishna in all ways uh, in the material world. He becomes the, uh, he becomes the, uh, keeps on saying low battery. Anyway, something. Balaram is, uh, is, is expanding himself into Vrindavan. So, uh, so in that way, we see that Vrindavan then is the manifestation of, of Balaram. Um, yeah, so everything, everything that is manifest is, is Krishna. Right? There's, um, if we look at, at oneness, yes, we look at oneness, but that one is not the impersonal. That is the mistake of the impersonalist. The impersonalists think that everything is Brahman. That's, but no, everything is Krishna. Right? Even Brahman is Krishna. Right? Everything is Krishna. Yes. Everything is Krishna's energy. Everything is just Krishna. So Vrindavan is also Krishna. The special powers of Raja will be described um, at appropriate places in this work as the essence of all things. Um, according to Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna, the abode of great mercy, after returning from Varuna's palace, showed to cowherds his own planet. He submerged them in, in blissful Brahma Radha, where he showed Akrura his powers as Lord of Vaikuntha and then pulled them out of that lake. Um, so the same place from where, uh, from where uh, Akrura, uh, when he took Krishna to Mathura, then Akrura went to take a bath in the river and he saw, uh, he saw the spiritual world, he saw Vaikuntha. That same place where he saw Vaikuntha, that is where Krishna showed, uh, showed the spiritual world to the residents of Vrindavan. Uh, to astonish his people, he showed them his form, the protector of all people, being praised by the Vedas, and then showed them his normal form with the dress of a human being in Vrindavan. 
The wise partaking of Raja realize its pastimes directly in their hearts to show its glories. Harivamsa describes how Indra realizes realize the pervading power of the body of, of Krishna in the chapter concerning the baiting of Govinda. In the various descriptions, some people say that all the objects situated in Vrindavan are actually situated above the highest sky, though they are surrounded by matter. Thus, taking up a form according to the particular pastime, the lens of Raja possess an earthy prakat and a non-earthly feature, aprakat. The great devotees describe this place as the greatest, according to scriptures like Brahma Samhita, since the place is non-different from Ananta and is the different form of Brahman and is the direct form of Brahman. The particular powers of the aprakat form of Vrindavan, which is described in many scriptures, as having both prakat and aprakat forms, uh, which innumerable appearances will now be described. Gokul is the chief place amongst all the forms. Uh, verses from Brahma Samhita will be quoted to support my views. To understand the subject, the statements will not be placed in the order found in the scriptures. Bajasvetam deepam tamaham yagalokam ityam I worship Goloka, but only a few rare devotees wandering on this earth have realized. I worship this Goloka, where there are unlimited gopis and their beloved Krishna, the supreme form of God, where the trees and land fulfill all desires, where the water is as sweet as nectar, where the speaking is singing, the walking is dancing, where the flute is the best friend by announcing the joyful presence of Krishna everywhere, where the sun and moon shine with knowledge and bliss eternally in perfect form, revealing all things, and where all relishable things are also knowledge and bliss. Siyatra Sirabdi Sravati Surabibyas Sasumahan Nime Sardakyo Navrajati Nayatra Pisamiyaha. In that place, extensive oceans of milk flow from the cows, and not even a moment of time passes, Brahma Samhita. Hmm. So, anyway, in this way, uh, we are appreciating uh, how, how the Dham is revealed to us in various ways. And, and we just remember again and again. And just by remembering Vindavan, we are transported, transported to Krishna and to Krishna's pastimes. Uh, just uh, we, we recall from that Hansa Dutta from Rupa Goswami and how Lalita, Radharani is in separation with Krishna, Lalita and the gopis are trying to cool her, her the, the fever of separation by fanning her with wet lotuses and laying her down on a, on a bed of wet lotuses. But due to the heat of, her, of separation, these, these, these lotuses keep on drying up. So, uh, 
they bring more and more Yamuna water to keep those lotuses wet. And Lalita went with a pot to get water and saw the swan and then desires to send the swan to Mathura as a messenger. And, and then Lalita says, if you just follow the path along the Yamuna, then you will reach Krishna. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like this Yamuna Tira, Vanachari, if somehow or other we follow the path along the Yamuna. Um, so, wandering on that path along the Yamuna, we are uh, automatically reaching Krishna. Mm-hmm.